This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The, the creep. creep Dive. You've entered a main episode. That is correct. I'm Cassie Delaney. Tell us a little something about yourself, Cassie. That people don't already know yeah. after doing this podcast for two this years. This could be a new listener that's just come in. I was just come in, but I don't want to rehash stuff for the... the they don't mind. The usual listeners. Um, <clears throat> God, I've... Got a new dog. Would you like to introduce your new dog? I've got a new dog. Um, her name is Bugs. She's very small and uh, hyperactive. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Spaniel? Yeah. Very, very small. Black and tan. Black and tan. Is Cavalier a breed name or is it the dog's mood? It's the breed <laughs> Bit name. Of both. Bit of both. I'll Love tell you that. what they're known for. Not being smart. A bit dumb. Pretty. Very enthusiastic. Pretty. Ah, myself. And in, uh, very quick on uh, fleet of foot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, summed up everything about me. Me being Sophie. This <laughs> voice talent white. <laughs> Best-selling author. Um, yeah. Writing it. a new book. Oh, okay. You don't have to talk <laughs> oh, no. about that. Um, when people are listening yourself, to Jane. this, though, you will be deep in writing. Yeah, I hopefully will be alone in a murder cabin trying to finish the untamable beast that is the snag list coming to bookshops near you. Is that 2022. the title? That's what it's called. Yeah, the oh. snag list. Mm. 
very As everyone knows, I have a keen interest in home renovations. You do. And property. You do. Jen, tell us about yourself. I am Jen O-D-W-Y-Dwyer. O-Dwyer. Here I am, thinking about stuff. No longer able to spell own name. Interest in science and nature. And podcasts. And I love podcasts. Just Joe Rogan. Only. (laughs) Only Joe. Just Joe. If you are a new listener, might I recommend you go back on the feed and listen to an earlier episode than this one. Really? Are you just have low hopes for this? I Are you saying <laughs> abandon this one now? I just I feel know. like for context, you know? I don't it's think hard so. to come in cold to a podcast that's on episode like 942. I don't think so at all. None of our stories overlap from previous stories, very rarely. True, except for those times that we try to tell stories and the other people are like, no, we've already told that. That's Amazingly. only happened a handful of times. A handful of times. A handful of times. The glitter mummy. I was off sick that week. Uh, As we hot, worked to hot told land. Nearly hot got that one land, twice. Nearly got that twice. But unbelievably, after how many episodes? Hundreds. We Hundreds. still are not running out of stories. No, because people will never stop doing bad shit. It's true. But badly. Here's doing bad shit here. badly. Are we a crime? Are we a crime podcast? No, we're we a little are a bit com- of everything all of the time. Yeah, I we see. are. I describe it as comedy true crime, which is a insensitive genre that we really own. Ah. Oh, I think I describe it as um, the Internet. We read the Internet for you. That's good. That's good. We used to be everything but murder, but then I started getting murdery. Yeah, is, but a, but a creep dive murder now it needs, as we've said before, it needs a special sauce. I won't tell a murder just any old. No, there has no, to there be, has to be something, something like an additional. A je ne sais quoi. That's it. There's always a, a je laugh. ne sais creep. There's mm. always a laugh <laughs> because there's always a silver lining, no matter how bad things appear. Oh, I don't know if I have Where's a silver this? lining for you today. I oh, just have dear. a long, creepy story. Oh, good with the well, creeps. It's creepy. Will we get into it? Because we have two meaty it. ones yeah. today. And that's yeah. what the people came but for. But I would also like for us to oh, come did back. Oh, not come for me to plug the patron quickly? Uh, after the episode. <laughs> we haven't done Given that. Given the ages. feedback, I would say they've had enough of that. Patreon.com for just creep dive. There's hours and hours, hours and of hours content. of content. You get four hours a month. A lot of the time it's better than the main episode. I oh, have and we say. are getting a new. Oh my God. Some of the stuff on the back. We the, don't hold back. Oh yeah. It's like exactly like what we do here but over there <laughs> same it's but more slander more slander okay. yeah and there's yeah there's stuff that we're just we sometimes I just won't tell one of those stories on a main feed I know that it's just for the patrons I just know that it's for the deep creeps yeah yeah of which there are many hundreds of you. Thank you so much for supporting us and making thousands this our job now. and thank you for emailing it in there's thousands things that we should look at into oh yeah we really that's great. In the DMs, there's lots of, you should take a look at this. And I'm like, and I will. And I'll forget who sent it to me and not thank you. That's the joy of being over the socials. Yes. That's Jen. You'll get me. You'll get usually. Jen on Instagram. Cassie as well on the Insta. You can tell it's me on Twitter because it's largely tumbleweed. <laughs> and I do apologize for that. However, like creepingforlove at gmail.com. If you ever have any thoughts and feelings, put them there. That's where I they go. I love to hear it. Or if you want to meet a partner. Um... Okay, well, I get into the story for you because Sophie has a super meaty one. So I'm going to fly through this story of Kiki Cannibal. Does that ring any bells? Oh, a little. I'm so excited because I was going to say my story today has 
everything but cannibalism. Now, don't get your Ooh. hopes up because this oh. is just a young girl decides to go in strong with a very big screen name. Nothing to do with cannibalism. <laughs> this is her Instagram. This is her name. MySpace. We're going My, back. I love MySpace. And this story is a lesson in why we've said it many times. Teenagers shouldn't be on the internet. And I think is, only teenagers should be that's, on the internet. I agree. I think maybe over 25. And you're right. Retire. Yeah. You're taking everything too seriously. I'm retiring. I, nobody's noticed, but I'm largely retired. I think that's you. Can you retire off the news as well? That's my problem at the moment. See, I feel bad because I'm like, that's a privilege that like people who are the subject of the disastrous news stories don't have. And therefore. But, must, but, but you, you are allowed to lock in your mind and take breaks. But I do listen to Morning Ireland every day of my fucking life. So I feel like otherwise I can kind of. You're getting the top back. line. That's fine. Yeah. You're doing yeah. your job. All good. Is there any more fun you want to suck out of the episode yeah, like, before what is we go into you? Do you want to mention Afghanistan again, Jen? Talk about North Korea again. We the, the hype first because I couldn't stop talking about the news, which I have gotten out of my system and you're reminding me here. Okay, come on. Yeah, Kiki. but every time I look Back at you, I think Kiki. of climate change. <laughs> it's because of my receding hairline. It's because of your tan. <laughs> around and around my head, Bo Burnham. Say the ocean's rising like I give a shit. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. You know that song? It is. The yeah, it's Kiki. I do know it. <laughs> Kiki Cannibal. Kiki Cannibal, right? So we're in 2006. Love it. Kirsten Ostrenga. Just a normal teen living her life in Coral Springs, Florida. Uh, and decides to get a MySpace account. Back in 2006, what else are you going to do? Normal. Her life changed forever right she was this stylish little skinny teen and got really into that scene kid look so that kind of uh, socks on the hands you I know the you. look the stripey thing yeah very asha stevens green oh avril lavigne avril lavigne but like pushed avril lavigne meets my chemical romance yeah kind of the the bleached mullets with mad colours you might it. do a fishnet uh, on the sleeve you might do a fishnet on the sleeve you might do some platform shoes a lot of Hello Kitty um, all that kind of stuff mm. right So I had fishnet tights that I cut a hole in the crotch to put them over my head and wear, and wear as, as a yeah. shrug yeah that's exactly but like fishnet bodysuits just weren't as available in Ireland in the 2000s had to get creative no there were I think of two places where you could go was that shop in in Georgia Street Arcade where you could also get a pair of flared cords that's right retro um, retro great little shop does a good line in dungarees now and <laughs> Asha and Stephen's Green where you got all the hair dye and those little button badges and all those things really um exposing what I was as a teenager um so joined MySpace and named her creation Kiki Cannibal with a K, with a K, very um, Kardashian. So her new online self was this like vivacious, confident girl, the antithesis of what she was in real life. In reality, her family had moved to um, Florida recently and she wasn't, uh, she just wasn't integrating into the school. She was lonely um, and she was being bullied. So her family had moved from Chicago for her dad's computer engineering job 
uh, her and her two siblings, Kyler and Dakota. Um, and they were lured to Florida with the promise of palm trees and sunshine and, and the American dream. And it really was not what it seemed. Kiki in particular really didn't get on well in school and was bullied. Um, she... Uh, they, 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 just from the minute she started the school, they were calling her a bitch, never liked her. Uh, and then when she started dressing as this kind of scene kid, that made it even worse. So she was in kind of the thick eyeliner, piercings, fishnets, and just the you cool, know, yeah, cool, but like realize. didn't fit she, she in. She didn't have with, a gang. She there was no gang. Exactly. Right. So um, she became exasperated with school, as did her parents. And her parents decided that they would take her out of the school that she was in and homeschool her because her older brother uh, was homeschooled. He was autistic and they would homeschool them together. But they came up with this weird plan where uh, Kiki would be able to forge her own life path. So rather than like just doing the regular curriculum, they would like speed through the curriculum and then she would be able to start her own jewellery business and sell things online and learn real life business skills. So she was kind of on board with this and she did fire through the co- the, the curriculum. She accomplished her um, high school equivalency exams by the age of 15. Wow. So she's smart, great. right? Um, and But the only problem was that Kiki at home with her parents struggled to make friends. So that's when her parents, with her parents' consent, she joined MySpace and decided to try and build up some sort of community of people there. Great idea. Uh, especially with other kind of scene kids. So that's where Kiki Cannibal was born. And she began posting pictures of herself, highlighting her mad hairdos. Um, she was like really inspired by Ziggy Stardust all these different mad colors in her hair. And, um, you know, her style was really well received when she was on MySpace and her popularity absolutely boomed. So every time she logged on, she had more and more friend requests. I think MySpace, you had to, it wasn't followers. You had to like request. It was friends, wasn't it? There was like, I can't remember. I think it was open. I don't think I had an account. I just stalked Seb White, my now husband. Which means they were open. Successfully. He had three pictures on yeah. his MySpace. Yeah, you didn't have to be a friend of somebody and to see their I MySpace. Just, you were just over. I was just yeah, over, over and over. If those pictures could, yes, report back on how I use them. <laughs> That's a, be- a modern day love story. I wonder if his MySpace is still online. Probably. Um, so... Uh, Kiki had like within a couple of months had like 25,000 connections on MySpace and she said it was like a video game I didn't see for real people I just saw them as numbers Um, but she soon realized that all of her new friends were not all that friendly Um, there was a MySpace page set up where other kids were discussing her awful hair her thinness her vanity and they started an I Hate Kiki club um, which is just really really sad and then they started like sending her awful messages and stuff like that right so her parents gathered the family gathered around the kitchen table they had a chat and they were like look maybe you shouldn't be on the internet I guess they didn't really understand it at the time Kiki was kind of like oh if I give in the bullies win again let's you know power through and the family were like okay maybe it'll blow over like teenage dramas do but what Kiki didn't share with her parents was that she didn't want to leave MySpace because she had made a connection with a boy and she wanted to continue talking to him. Um, the problem was that he wasn't actually a boy. Quite um, really? a boy. He His name was Danny. He was a man. Ses, 
Cespedes. Cespedes. Cesspit um, and online he was known as Mr. MySpace and when they started talking Kiki was four, 13 or 14 and he told Kiki he was 17 but actually he was 18 Danny had jet black hair snake bite piercings on his lower lip and a bat tattoo below his navel just like Fallout Boy's Pete Wentz what a dream <laughs> he and Kiki began chatting and um, he made her feel like someone actually really liked her and she finally had this real connection with someone. So when Danny asked her to meet, he lived near Miami, she agreed and they arranged a rendezvous at the Coral Springs um, shopping centre, the mall. Um, they met on Kiki's 14th birthday in September 2006 and Kiki's mom was with them. 14th, okay. Yeah, and even though Danny assured Kiki's mother Kathy that he only wanted to be friends with her mm. so she kind of went and was like look he's, you know I'm chaperoning this meetup with a friend that's okay and he was really impressed with how polite she was really impressed with how polite he was um, but do we have a sense of what age he is so he's 18 pretending sorry. to be 17 he's 18 pretending to be <laughs> okay, 17 the biggest internet lie I've ever heard no yeah. but like he, she's only she's only just gone 14 oh. um, I so mean, there was a fair bit of that creepery around in secondary school there yeah, was, but it, totally was. it was rare that your mum would be privy. Mm. 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 So um, they thought that, he, you know, they, they, they just had this like nice little blossoming friendship. He started visiting the house um, and he was really good to each family member, especially Kiki's brother, um, which really warmed Kathy's heart. He brought over his collection of Power Ranger action figures for Kiki to keep. And Kathy said he made himself out to be this open, honest kind of guy, absolutely harmless. So she started letting the two go out unchaperoned, which obviously turned into them dating and these heavy makeout sessions in Danny's car. Mm, so I remember them. Do you remember you, the lower half of your face would be just rubbed, rubbed off? You'd have almost that like um, soother rash that babies have. Yes. yes. <laughs> like dribble rash down the side <laughs> of you. Yeah. You just don't score your other half in the same way in your Thank 30s. Christ you don't. <laughs> it's sad though, isn't it? It's a little sad. Yeah, isn't it? And you don't get that countdown from everyone who's around you either going three, <laughs> two, one, shift. Um, that's a shame. I wish there was, there was that fanfare. What did we all, all get time. out of watching that happen? Sick pleasure. Sick kicks. Um, so Kiki was delighted to have her first boyfriend. Their romance blossomed under the scrutiny of this vast online audience because Mr. MySpace was quite well known as well. He had a lot of followers too. So there was a lot of people interested in their relationship and watching what they were posting online and watching what they were posting on each other's pages. Wow. So, weird, so isn't it? they kind of portrayed it's like this early doors influencers. Yeah. 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 And they'd like Bebo love and all that kind of like public display, like very public displays of affection and stuff. Um, but in real life, the story was a little bit different to this kind of online persona of them being happy little in love couple. So Danny was moving way too quickly and Kiki was like, I'm not ready. I don't want to have sex yet. And um, they made a vow not to have sex. Good but one, Danny Kiki. was piling on the pressure. Uh, it's one night in November okay. 2006 when he was over in their house. He seemed to be acting strange, staggering around as if he was drunk. He was really off and the parents were like, we better let him just like sleep it off on the couch. But in the middle of the night, he crawled into Kiki's bed, <gasps> pressured her and eventually um, persisted and no. took advantage of her. Right. But he, he it was, you know, she was very, very young, didn't understand. And he kept saying things like, you know, if you don't have sex with me, you mustn't love me. She thought she was in love. And so she 
happened. She kept seeing him, didn't immediately recognize it for rape. Um, so kept seeing him and he persistently uh, pressured her into sex at that young age. So it soon dawned on Kiki's parents that something obviously wasn't right about their relationship. Um, one major red flag was that he covered himself in tattoos of Kiki. So he had a Kiki across his stomach. Uh, he had a Hello Kitty holding a balloon with the name Kirsten on it. Um, and basically the parents were like fucking weird. Also, he had a mad home life, which initially prompted the the Ostrangas to be quite sympathetic towards him. Um, you know, his 29 year old sister Rosa had been convicted of armed robbery and had just emerged from eight years in prison. Um, Danny said that he's when he was four, his father chased his mom with a gun and he no longer had his father in his life. But what Danny didn't tell them was that his father had been deported to Peru after being convicted of sexual battery on a minor oh for a Jesus. child who was under the age of 12. Oh my so God. coming from a really bad um, background and Kathy said that she initially felt bad for for Danny and kind of let him stick around to kind of have this sort of semblance of a, a family life right um but danny's danny's mother was really unhappy with his image and this scene kid thing and like thought that he looked he, she's there's awful language used from her but like basically implying that he looked gay and that he she wasn't happy with him um being in a relationship with kiki kiki would paint his nails and this kind of stuff and she just couldn't accept it i mean so, for god's sake you'd think like I'm the child who's not been jailed for armed robbery. Exactly. Like, give me a break. Come on. Yeah. I'm not doing too bad, mom. Um, but basically, Danny's mother moved them off to North Carolina, um, which was something that, that Kiki at the time then was like, actually, yeah, you know, this this isn't this. At least I'm not getting yeah. seriously assaulted. Like. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Kathy or Danny's family, particularly Danny's sister, Rosa, had threatened the Ostrangas saying that like they don't like they're hanging out that um you know if if Danny is over in the house um you know Rose was basically saying I'm going to come over there and, and kill you you won't be around anymore so she was really like threatening the family didn't Jesus. like the pairing of the two Kiki was like on her parents side and was like yeah I actually do really want to break up with Danny um when she when he came over one night, she met him in the driveway, gave him back all his Power Ranger toys. And then Danny reacted really badly, cried hysterically, pulled out a handful of pills um, and painkillers, extradin, weight loss pills, shoved them all in his mouth. And basically Kiki was like, oh, holy shit, called the police and Danny was hospitalized. Um, I feel like that's like... Some of those pills are probably cancelling each other out. Probably. Weight loss pills are like just amphetamines, Speed. aren't they? And yeah. then like yeah. painkillers or diners. Mm. I would say you just... Mm. Um, but cry for help. Cry for help. Kiki then felt really responsible. Agreed to keep seeing him. Didn't want to break his heart. She felt like if he had died, it would be on her shoulders. Completely pressured and trapped in the relationship at such a young age. Um, but anyway... Danny's mother proceeded to move them to North Carolina. So with that little bit of distance, they finally broke up. And soon after, Kiki received a message on MySpace telling her that Danny, just a few weeks shy of his 19th birthday, was now dating another 14 year old girl. Oh. So 
excess pit. Kiki was like, oh, fine, whatever. But over the next couple of weeks, bearing in mind she has a huge presence online, she started receiving more messages from girls aged 13 to 15 telling her that Danny had also seduced them, swiftly dumped them. Oh my God. And um, she realized going through all their pages and seeing the public comments that Danny had left that this was his... This was M-O. his MO. This is what he did. He, he is a seduced a fuckboy. Yes, yeah, exactly. God. So she Kiki just discovered- he just stuck with Kiki after as she sort of aged out of his preferred age group oh. because kind of, of her presence clout online. Mm. And there sort of what they had going was helping his yeah, likes just internet warm. Exactly. Um Ultimately, uh, Kiki discovered that she had been one of four, or sorry, one of 18 young girls that Danny had pursued, including a 12 year old. Uh, He same thing every time, hunted them out via MySpace um, and, you know, just awful. She was upset about it. And her mother then, Kathy, was like, what has happened? Did he do anything to you? Did you have sex with him? And Kiki admitted that she had. So Kathy called the police. The investigation kicks in. There was interviews, a pelvic exam. Oh, dear. Um, meetings with a victim's advocate. And oh, like some really bad treatment here of her and stuff. The counselor basically saying that like she needs to go to counseling or she'll become more promiscuous. Just terrible stories oh. of how like she was obviously treated in a system that didn't understand, didn't understand or didn't support her. Oh. Um, but she... Uh, you know, she was going through all of this offline, going through this harrowing investigation, being treated so appallingly by Danny and then online pretending as if nothing had happened. So online, still posting pictures, still kind of like engaging with her her friends or connections or whatever. Um, and the, the, the disparity between those two things and all that kind of stuff just meant that the on her online treatment became so much worse because she was just... She was going about the stuff that had already annoyed people. So even before meeting Danny, there were people being like, I hate Kiki. Um, so that continued. So she just was trying to seek refuge in this online place and getting it was not a death safe threats place. and just yeah. awful treatment. Right. Um, so. Basically, it all escalated to a point where the family home was vandalized one day. There was spray paint outside calling her, you know, terrible words. And the family realized that things had spiraled really badly out of control. And just after the vandalism, Kathy was at home when she remembered Rose's threat that she would come over and basically fuck them up or wouldn't be around anymore. And I suppose that coupled with the fact that the online bullies had posted her address and oh. pictures of her and her at one stage they had said um, they knew where she lived and her cat would be killed and the cat went missing. So like they're terrified and they don't have an understanding of this kind of online, how the, the online world has real world implications. Um, and also every time they go to the police, there's nothing they can do because this is 2006 and they didn't take online behavior seriously Plus, back then or uh, online Kiki crime. Kiki did nothing wrong here. No. Know? So I guess... She, they had no response, but unless kind of actually staying offline, which she yeah. kind of wasn't able to do. Um, but what they decided to uh, really radically was that they would they just open they just up and moved. They moved had they, they decided to leave their home an empty shell. Um, they they were talking to a detective, and 
they were like, are we going to end up being killed? And the detective was like, if somebody wants to kill you, they probably they probably will. So great. There is so much information out there about her and her address and all that kind of stuff. So um, they up and left and they went to live with the grandmother's house near Orlando, three hours north of Coral Springs, where they were living. So kind of away from it all, Kiki did log off for three weeks and seemed happier and you know life was a bit more manageable but when she logged back on to myspace she was greeted with hundreds of hate messages of hate mail um and that myspace had decided to kick her off for disorderly conduct because of all this yeah and there was so many then other fake accounts made with her images and her name and all that kind of stuff so myspace maybe thought it was her and a lot of people thought that she was um, some of the fake pages that were acting really badly online, bullying people, awful, saying awful things and all that kind of stuff. Um, but instead of stepping away entirely, she decided she would find another place where she could be online, where she could entertain or, or, or she could um, express, e- herself. express herself and interact with people. And she found a website called stickum.com. It was a, a site that was relatively new at the time where teen users could stream themselves live while DMing with viewers or IMing. So I guess uh. it's like one of those public things. Um, and and Kiki said it would be a chance for people to get to know me. I wanted to show them, hey, the girl you're seeing on MySpace with all this hate is not me. I have feelings. I want it to be more relatable. So she was sick of feeling like a victim and she said this was her chance to turn things around. So um, and, and also it was the place where she was happiest because in in the real world, she was just Kirsten Ostrenga, uh, you know, someone who had very few friends in the real life. Her father had to take a massive pay cut when they moved. So they didn't have the kind of they weren't living the life that they were used to. They were living with the grandmother. They couldn't sell the the house back in Coral Springs. They were just things weren't going well. So in July 2007, she started posting on this website, Stick'em. And in it, 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 not posting, doing these like live streams or whatever. And one of the videos, she's dressed, 14-year-old Kiki is dressed up dancing to um, Mr. Obato, dressed in an oversized top and a hoodie with kitty ears. But as the song kind of continues, she basically wriggles out of the clothes and she's wearing a mini dress. But the dress is too baggy and it falls off and exposes her bra but she continues on dancing to the remaining minute of the song and her boob popped out. And that video went massive. People loved it. And it she went was massive. 14. She was 14. Oh and God. so this then became her kind of online persona of this kind of like Jesus. dancing, flirty, young sort of. They've described her as like a Lolita-ish teenage girl. But I, I think that that's probably tarring the Lolita um, community. Um, but her parents were like, this is cute. We've had maybe this. Maybe Lolita like the book. Maybe. Um, Which is also terrible. But they, her parents are kind of not stepping in as much as they should be really here is all I can say about them. She is so young. Um, they said that we've always had this philosophy of letting the kids express their creativity as long as they're not harming themselves. Sort of Whether they're not harming her, themselves is, it? yeah, debatable. But Kathy's only advice to her daughter was to take a block and delete strategy against unwanted commenters, banishing them from her chat room when they posted Virgil's vulgar statements. And they were incredibly vulgar statements. Um, but Kiki 
persisted and wanted to be online. She even started flirting with boys online again after Danny. But Danny was never far from her mind and never far from the story. So Kiki knew that he'd returned to Florida and was dating yet another 14 year old. She also knew that the investigators were closing in on him. And on October 19th, 2007, police finally arrested Danny on seven felony accounts of statutory rape. Oh my God. They found him at uh, Adventure Mall and he was surrounded by a group of young girls. He had cocaine stashed in his shoe and pills in his backpack. So officers patted him down. Uh, He didn't resist arrest as police cuffed him behind his back and started walking him across the pedestrian bridge onto the second floor of a parking garage. But then a gust of wind blew some paperwork out of an officer's hand. And in that moment of confusion, the officer went to get the paperwork. Danny hurled himself over the the four foot railing. Um, Then the thinking was that he was trying to jump onto a roof of a construction van parked below but his foot got caught in something and he tumbled on, banged his head, <gasps> fell into a coma and two months later... Oh my dead! Died. Yeah. Brown she bread. Woke Jesus. Up from the coma. brown bread. Yeah. It's lovely. So, around the same time, a visitor appeared in Kiki's Stickam chat room and posted a link to a site called stickydrama.com. And when Kiki clicked into that link, she found it was a site dedicated to making fun of Stickham users, especially her. her. So it was like more trash talking. um, And this site had ads for like porn and it was a really professional looking site um, because it had been built by an adult. Mm. So, like boards.ie. Yeah. So the, the founder was a man called Christopher Stone, who was basically looking at what was happening on Stickham, gearing, rallying people up and, and creating this forum where there could be drama. Like those fucking wow. terrible boards where people go to give out about people online. Knew there was a quick book to be made in it with a couple of ads. He even had another site called Sticking Nudes where he was... Going pulling. into private chat rooms, pulling down nudes and making them available for whatever and God. saying awful things. Sounds like a terrible fucking person, this man. But like, I think he was like a Stan. I'm not sure if it was Stanford, but like a really, a graduate of a really prestigious college and obviously like an intelligent man who was able to build this website but just used it for ter- terrible things. Hmm. Familiar. Yes, yeah. there really are many. fucking familiar. Yeah, so... um. At first, the treatment of Kiki wasn't much worse than anyone else's. But um, in May 2008, Sticky Drama posted a photo of Danny dead in his coffin alongside an article called My Space Murder Mystery, detailing Danny's fatal fall, adding rumor has it that Kiki Cannibal cooperated or plotted with the police to cause his death. And uh, it was revenge for Danny dumping her. So as a result, these people who already had a gripe against Kiki declared Kiki responsible for his death and they were furious. The consensus that Kiki had killed Danny spread through the internet. I'm going to fucking kill her, wrote one commenter. Someone else posted the grandmother's address and phone number. Kiki's stalkers went into immediate overdrive. Fake Craigslist ad promoted her sexual services and she became a target of hackers who hijacked her stick on page, broadcast themselves. Her phone was hacked. Her voicemails were posted online. All of this horrible stuff. 
when her parents stepped in and tried taking action, they contacted Sticky, the Sticky Drama Administrator. He was presumably this one guy, Christopher Stone, and demanded the removal of the MySpace murder article. The response was that if she were my own child, I would have taken that fucking computer and sidekick away a long time ago. Mm. If your daughter, if you had your daughter's best interests at heart, you would have put an end to the Kiki cannibal fame that is obviously so unhealthy at her age. Um, so uh, the only the only um, charges that could be brought against this sticky drama page and, and your man Stone was mi- like misdemeanor harassment charges. What about distribu- distributing child sex pictures? I don't know why I they're not didn't. bringing anything. Yeah, they they um, it said the case didn't meet its criminal filing criteria. Um, I guess it's 2006. Yeah, I Stone was arguing that Kiki was a public figure and he could use his images however he wanted. Um, even when he was posting Photoshop pictures of her public figure like in um sexual encounters. Um so the more aggressively they went after Sticky Drama, the more personal Stone's quest to demonize Kiki became. She was a child. Yeah, so we're really going to destroy your reputation, he promised. Um, so he started rallying this mob against her and then and then weirdly right he tried to create this thing called Sticky House which was his home in LA where he was inviting teens to come live with them blog and result in the drama and like absolutely mad shit right he was an openly gay man but he was writing horrendously horrendous things that I'm not going to repeat here about this house talking about what he wanted to do with these teens that were coming to live with him um so they um basically what happened was he sorry the so he was doing that and he was he was still operating sticky drama nobody could take it down the web host refused to take it down no law enforcement agency could ever come to the rescue um but what brought sticky drama down was Stone himself. So an 11 year old posted videos under the handle Jesse Slaughter, who was dating a 20 something emo singer. Oh my God. The, um, the cyberbullying that followed was so overwhelming. The police placed Jesse into protective custody, making headlines because of the the actual action act, police act, took yeah. against this. Then Gawker revealed that the site was run by Christopher Stone who was 31 at the time. This and uber then he, creep. Uber fucking creep. And so he pulled down the site, uh, tried to sell it for 25 grand, couldn't, pulled it all down, deleted all of his online presence um, and faced hardly any repercussions for his online harassment. Oh, I'd love to know where he is now. I know, a terrible fucking person. So he's he's in his, he'd be in his 40s now, um, basically becoming untouchable. Um, Kiki's, and the Ostranga's life was left in tatters. The Coral ha- Springs house never sold, went into foreclosure. They had to file for bankruptcy. A chain of financial events oh they say God. never would have happened if they didn't have to hastily abandon their home. Um, Danny's mother is suing them for causing her son's death, claiming that they exercised undue influence over Danny's mind, which led to his fatal leap. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. And basically after How years defending your rapist son. Yeah. yeah. After years and years of such online torment, they basically all became too paranoid, 
to leave the house or let any outsiders in too close. And Kathy said it just fucking kill them instead of fighting the bad guys we ended up fighting amongst ourselves but Kiki's parents at the end of the day did acknowledge that they wish they had made different decisions they said we did mess up as parents we did so much wrong it was early doors internet stuff they didn't have the real world effect at that stage yeah Kiki herself never ceased to um, post online and still to this day I found I I am on Kiki's Instagram oh interesting that's that's old school Kiki now so she's posted old footage from 2006 if that's her herself I think it is her that would be her she does have an Instagram where she um, she She says she's a musician yeah so she she yeah, she does. She had, I was on her Instagram earlier on and she has like maybe 11, 12,000 followers. I think it's about 20, but yeah. Um, like, and oh, she's beautiful. She's but so like beautiful. you can see that she is someone who is, has lived her life too much online. And there ends my story of Whoa. let's turn off the internet. She's incredibly beautiful. It's... Um, that God. is early door internet drama hellscape. Isn't it? Yeah. That's Jesus. So crazy. I wonder how her family are now, like with her continuing to be online and like it's kind of mad because like she was completely a child all the way through it all. Yeah. So like they can't yeah. blame her for anything. No. But at the same time, like Jesus, I hope she has gotten years and years of therapy. Because like imagine you're like whatever it's not your actions but something that was happening to you ended up fucking your family like Mm -hmm. it's she's a Glen Campbell fan anyway that's that's Um, a head twister that was thank you Cass very welcome and it's funny internet at its fucking isn't it peak 2006 drams yeah surprised I'd never heard of her yeah Kiki Cannibal Um, where'd you find the story interesting that she's kept the handle all this time yeah yeah but i guess that was her personality and and she was an early adapter and continues to use the platform yeah i mean she was on platforms i'd never heard of i'd never heard of like that stickam or sticky drama or any of that kind of stuff but i guess it was probably like west coast america east coast florida here is an interesting post from her uh it was posted march around of what listen to this I urge everyone to watch Leaving Neverland Neverland mm. at first I wasn't going to watch because I identified and related with the narrative of Michael Jackson um, being smear campaigned and read the articles about the investigation the quiet voice inside of me asked to keep an open mind and listen to both sides um, with the way the authorities handle sexual assault cases it did not convince me that there uh, wasn't any abuse going on behind closed doors especially having first hand experience of the legal process as a survivor of sexual assault, you almost get a sixth sense for abuse. These men were abused. Mm. Yeah, very interesting, isn't it? Jesus. Mm. Jesus. Well, thank you, Cassie. Bit of an uplifter. <laughs> Just turn off the internet. Let's. 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 Well, ooh, this, okay, the guy I'm going to cover today, right? Um, I have dubbed him multitasker extraordinaire. Love it. The creep. Is with the mostest 
Oh, mm. that doesn't work. Um, the general uh, uh, way he's described is the internet's first serial killer. Oh. Mm. Another, I'm going to be surprised. We haven't heard of him. Had you well, heard of him? I am amazed that I hadn't, or any of us, but maybe, maybe you will have. Like, he's certainly been busy. Let's put it that way. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tell us more. And like I said earlier, like, do you know the creep bingo? Yeah. So like, uh, (laughs) non-patrons... Won't know. Um, <laughs> cough up. <laughs> cough up. Um, but. But Cassie, uh, very memorably, during the height of the lockdowns, made Creep Bingo a game to play during our live Zooms, where, like, basically, you got bingo if you, like, matched, what, like, six things or something on, like, your bingo Everyone card. Everyone had their own bingo phrases, card. Uh, or things that will come up in your average Creep story. Yeah. Slash episode. And I swear, like, this is some kind of, like, shooting the moon of Creep Bingo in terms of just what this guy, John Edward Robinson, got up to. Just three forgettable names. I know, isn't it? (laughs) Maybe that's part of it. He didn't have a catchy... A catchy name and too many first names. Always confusing. J-E-R. Let's call him Jer. 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 Okay, so Jer is from Illinois. And he was bang in the middle of five kids, uh, you know, middle child. I mean, all the syndrome. I'd expect nothing less, basically, from a middle child. Of five what, is what a is lot. To follow. Oh, God, love their mother. Now, their dad, bit of an alcoholic. Mother, described in many, many sources as just disciplinarian. Oh, Seems totally fucking reasonable. That's reasonable. Um, anyway, when he was a kid, a few random, bit of randomness. He performed for Queen Elizabeth II what? in his scout troop that was, I guess, all singing, all dancing, unless they just performed loads of knots or setting fires or pitching tents. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Or frottage, whatever scouts do. Um, and also, he once um, did like a song and dance routine that Judy Garland witnessed. 
This is in wow. the 50s, remember? So he must have been and a talent. She, He's a talent, yeah. She gave him a kiss on the cheek. She, so, she, so hang on a sec. He she, met all the queens. He met all the queens, exactly. Um, and, and so how, what year are we? He, that's the 50s when he was growing up. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a talent. And like multifaceted, as you're going to learn. Um, he then went to priest school. A school for aspiring priests, as it has been described, um, dropped out after one year due to some behavioural issues. I'd say like so Freshers even... Week in priest school oh. is a mad bag. Wild. Wouldn't you Do you think? remember a couple of years ago, the priests in uh, in the college that does the priest training now, a couple of the, two of them got kicked out for riding each other. Away. Yeah, that was only recently. Oh, surprising. I don't maybe. remember that. Um, more power to them. Yeah, uh, bad sign for Jer. The priests wouldn't even have him. He was too Yikes. fucked up for priest school. Hashtag that's not all really priests saying something. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, 1961. He is now going to college, and he um, goes to school to learn how to be a radiographer. Drops out after two years. Not a problem to him. I'm trying. He to will just together. carry on being a radiographer without qualifications. No probs. Oh, what are you trying to knit together? All of the different elements of him. Music and dance theatre. Yeah, he is like a quadruple threat. Christ. Priestly. And x-rays. And science. And scoutology. And sc- it's a w- sc- Yeah. Yeah. There's not an emergency he probably couldn't, couldn't. survive. And he could that's... exercise you. He could x-ray you. Nice. He could x Bound on Christ. He could, or explain knots. Knots. And he could... Erect a tent. Extravaganza you. Yes. With a song and dance routine. And um, so then, right, he got married. He was about 21 when he met this girl, Nancy Joe Lynch. Again, too many first names. Um, gave birth to their first child the next year. So they were young parents. John Jr. I think that, and this may be generalizing, but... Only psychopaths name their kids after themselves. Yeah. It's fucking weird, isn't it? Well, only men do it. I had this argument with Dan when I had mm. the baby girl. I was like, I'm going to call her Jen. Well, could, well, like, how bad would the reaction be? Jen Jr. Jen Jr. If you fucking <laughs> Jen. But I think it's not done. I'll tell you that much. It's genuinely not done. If you, Except well, the Gilmore girls. Except for Mary, but they're named after the mother of God. Oh, that's like, different. The mother yeah. of us all. Yeah. Um, a lot of Marys. My mum's name's Mary and she gave me Mary as my middle name. That's yeah, a little that's bit of a kind of big psychopath nice, energy. That's good energy. Good for Mary. Okay, so first arrest coming right up. Oh dear. Sure, mid-twenties. Um, embezzled 33 grand, which is nearly a million dollars in today's Today. money with inflation. Yeah, so he was working for this doctor. So um, just an aside, isn't that a crazy rate of inflation? <laughs> it's just yes, abolished. Isn't it just very hard? It it is. Like a coffee was like three pence back then, and now it's like mm, seven, fifteen hundred euro. And um, so basically, yeah, he I was... paid. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> five eighty for a coffee the other day. Where oh. down in the keys? Silly. Five eighty. Did you? Outrageous. You used to get into town and back for five eighty. You used to get like twenty Johnny Blue for less than five eighty. You'd get a yip and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. Um, okay, so, yeah, so he was arrested, right, for the embezzling. Now, he was working for this doctor's practice, uh, being a fake radiographer. Love already. to hear it. So he was already being a creep around How the place. How hard can it be? I know. It's a photo. It's a photo, essentially. I know there's one listening. Yes, definitely get in touch. Hello. Hello. I know who it is. Apologies. Oh, do I don't doubt your ability. Okay. I think to recognise what's broken in the photo. But like, I mean, what are you going to be scanning? It's only legs. Here's Everyone's what you do. When, because we know the creeps that listen so intimately, it always, it sounds like there's only about 12 listeners to this podcast. And I that know, we just yeah, know them all know. so well. There is a core It's only the ones in, in the page. It still creeps me out that there is so many people who listen to the main episode that we don't ever who engage in. They're, They're probably the they probably have the I hate creeps MySpace pages. And <laughs> um, so anyway, basically what he was doing was not even like the most ambitious embezzling, but like geez, he did well out of it. He was basically just like doing the the uh, you know the card machine, like when the pay the patients were paying up for their medical procedures. He was, was like, just, just give it to me, huh. and took it. So strangely, no jail time for that. Sentenced to three years probation. And then he couldn't even fucking keep a handle on that because literally months later, he violated probation by moving to Chicago without his probation officer's permission. He just, that is taking liberties, isn't it? It's taking liberties. And then he gets a job as an insurance salesman Look, he was and so takes more liberties. He's not even a year since into his probation when he's embezzling again. He's at it again. They let him away. Sure. He was overconfident. Nothing could touch him. Nothing can touch him. Is he a white man? Yes. yes. There you go. Boom. Yeah. And with a fake doctor in front of his name? A fake radiographer. Nothing yeah. will stop him. Nothing will stop him. He got arrested for embezzling more funds, as I said, and then ordered back to Kansas where his original probation was extended. <gasps> I feel they are not punishing him enough. What did he They're have? just being like, oh no. Come on. I mean, the first probation didn't work. Jer. And there, they're just like, well, we'll give you more. Anyway, Jer um, was arrested again. Just uh, a couple of months later. Security's fraud this time. Like, he is so busy. You know what I mean? Like, in fairness, the old maxim. Want something done, ask a busy person. This gumption, though. Isn't it just oh, like Moxie fuck it, to the hill? Going for it. Yeah. Just going for it everywhere. It's he took his musical theater like energy. Energy. And he just parlayed it into embezzling. Devoted. Devoted. And his wife was still there? Still there. Nancy Joe's grand. Nancy Joe is hammering out kids. Oh, they've God. got twins. They've got singletons. They've got four in total. Um, and she's just traipsing around after him while he collects probation. Um, uh, then, so his new his new charges were securities fraud and mail fraud. Um, so basically what he had done is, and this is frankly a great idea, and one I'm going to keep in the back pocket, set up a fake medical consulting company. So consulting, very vague at, on the face of it, Seems as we know. Absolutely. Best fake company product ever because so you don't have to out produce anything the doctors under his company no there was literally no company whatsoever all he was doing was going around and getting investors on board oh I see <laughs> to get them to invest in the company uh, and he was spending the money and yeah so it was basically just like he didn't even need to prove there was clients to the investors it hasn't it didn't exist yet it was like an early kind of um, we work 
pre-seat. It was an early Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was in the ideation validation (laughs) situation. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't even have a long-term plan with that. Because, like, it obviously... Like, investors do want a return. Yeah. And when that happened, oh, that was a bit of a problem. He probably just rocked up on a skateboard with a laptop under his arm. And they were like, ah, here you come, white wolf. Give us your money. Sweatpants with a pair of sliders. And they were like, whatever you say. Whatever you say, uh, mediocre white man. Okay, so, um, John, not very good. Uh, Keeps getting caught. But he is dogged. Nothing puts him off. So right, this is now, during this period, okay, it is the late 70s, he's got four kids, he, amid all the embezzling and mail fraud and fake companies, and you know, Cassie, how hard it is just to set up a legit company. Oh, it's so difficult. fucking legwork. Yeah. Um, Anyway, amidst all this, he had a real reputation among the community as being a great guy, family man, helps out at church. Coaches the kiddies ball and sports And that's why he's team. getting probation. Keeps getting promoted. Yeah, this hilarious thing is, like, nobody seems to be suffering from any kind of, like, cognitive dissonance when it comes to Jer. They know like, he's doing They're wrong. like, he's constantly on probation. He's constantly stealing money. But he's a great community-minded guy. Yeah. So, But you yeah, can't be that. a great community person when you've got loads of money in the bank and you've got nothing else to worry about. True. I hope they're taking the money away from him again every time they put him on probation. I mean, it's the least they could do since they're not even they fucking must. jailing him. They must. But anyway, this is one of my faves of all his little kind of ideas and activities. So, 1977, right? He talks his way onto a board of directors. Of a local charitable organization. Okay, oh dear. So this charity mm-hmm. works with disabled kids. And he <laughs> forged a series of letters from the executive director, so from the kind of higher ups at the charity, to the mayor of Kansas City, saying, just saying how great he is. <laughs> okay. Commending Jer in all these letters. Saying he's he's a great guy, incredible volunteer efforts. Great to hear you have Jer on board. Now, doesn't everybody write their own reference for you? Wait for it. Jer had himself named the organization's man of the year and threw a festive awards luncheon in his own honor. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's actually amazing. Sorry, fuck this. I'm employee of the month. Exactly. Like, this is great because he's getting on to the mayor being like, you may not even know this organization, but can I tell you that we have a guy called Jer and he (laughs) is unbelievable. Just an FYI. Unbelievable. So at this point, right, John Jr. is 14. He's got a 12-year-old. And as I said, the twins, Chris and Chrissy, no fucking joke. Christopher and Christine. It's for Christopher of and Christine is what it is. It's for ease. It's for when they were babies and their junk was covered up and they couldn't tell so, remotely who was who. They yeah, Chris. Chris. Um they it's were clever. eight. All the kids very well behaved. I mean, the fucking where's the justice? Disciplinarian. I'm a good person and my kids are wild lunatics. Disciplinarian. Jer isn't even sound and he gets good kids. It's not fair. But anyway, all the neighbours just thought the Robinsons were just the fucking the greatest. The dream fact. Did the neighbours know about the embezzling? 
Um, yeah, like that's what, like it's all on record. So, so yes. I presume the neighbors knew. I'm sure that they were scuzzing money. He was scuzzing money out of like people that were known to people. Um, anyway, I do like the headlines for this particular incident. So the first story appears uh, early December. Um, Group for Disabled Honours Area Man. This <laughs> is what the Kansas City Times went for with a catchy headline. And then the, a week later, Man of the Year ploy backfires on quote unquote honoree. Oh. Very good. Um, so, yeah. Okay. This is the next year. He's finally completed one of several consecutive probations. And He's then, so in 1979, dirty. completed probation. 1980, arrested on multiple charges, including embezzlement and check forgery. Dur- oh. It's got to have been the charity. Sorry, he's got he's just really, got really bad probation officers. If he's doing this, the doing the thing he's on probation for, for while on probation for it, but not at all disguising it, embezzling. Yeah, it, it would must this be a contingency of probation that you cannot start a company. Oh yeah, but just no. or not have a bank account. Someone just needs to give him a little envelope of money every, every week, week and to be like, "That's your spending money, Jer. <laughs> you cannot go to the bank. No, just leave it out, Jer." Um, so, uh, like I said, yeah, he was arrested again there. Now this time he actually got sixty jails, sixty days in jail. It's How not enough. It's not fucking putting him off any of this little activities. So after he gets out of jail, um, he um, little holiday, so little little from bit of a break crisis. for him to have a think about what next, what next for Jer, and um, what is next? A bogus hydroponics business, um, <laughs> swindled, swindled. This is so dark. There's no low. He won't go. Twenty five grand out of a friend. Right, got this friend to invest in the fake hydroponics business. Um, he said to the friend, this is a sure thing. Um, there'll be a fast investment return. And the friend needed this to pay for his dying wife's health care. Jesus. Oh yes. Now, there's one thing about this hydroponics business that I just desperately need to tell you just guys. What is Is it weed related? It's growing vegetables in a controlled, nutrient-rich indoor environment. Nice. I, I put my hand on that explanation pretty quick, didn't you I? You did. So, Hydro Grow, Hydro Inc. Grow. was this completely invented business. Now, he did now, at one stage, have a farm. So, it could be that he may have had some soil. Truth adjacent. I mean, truth adjacent. But, and I don't know what hydroponics business demands this but he produced a 64 page booklet called fun with home hobby hydroponics he must have written it (laughs) he wrote a manifesto in jail once again right can't resist bigging himself up this is a quote from his home fun with home hobby hydroponics we hope that you wait we hope that as you read this book you will form an acquaintance with John Robinson as a sensitive and stimulating human being. Oh. He's one of the nation's pioneers in indoor home hydroponics and a sought-after lecturer, consultant and author. <laughs> of this <laughs> manual you were reading. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so just put hydroponics over the air now for a minute. 
Next, for, like a few more fraudulent shell companies through the 80s. One called Equiplus and one called Equi2. It's Chris and Christopher <laughs> all over again. Equi minus, yeah. Now, Amounting to plus and a minus. <laughs> Equi zero. Exactly. Now, here we go. He needed an employee for one of the many fake businesses. And he hired a woman called Paula Godfrey, who was only 19 years old. And he said, you're going to be a sales rep. I'm going to send you all around the world. It's going to be so glamorous. And I'm going to need 25 grand before you start on Monday. Well, he, uh, she told friends and family that she was going away for training and was never heard from again. Okay, this is taking a dark turn. So they heard nothing from her and her parents filed a missing persons report. And police questioned Jer because he was her boss and he had no idea where she was. Uh, Several days later, her parents did receive a typewritten letter. Unusual for a 19 year old. Sus fucking suspicious, I think we can agree. I received a fax from a missing person. <laughs> I received this typewritten fax. I'd send it as I've one got of those a Bebo message. Telegrams. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine, but never come look for me. And don't be concerned when you never ever hear from me again. Don't expect to hear from me again. Okay, bye. So, yes, basically, it was signed at the bottom with. A signature that appeared to say Paula Goffrey and that was that was it the investigation was terminated and because she was 19 and they had no evidence of any wrongdoing they never pursued it no trace of Paula Goffrey has ever been found since what? so the following year uh, Jer met a woman called Lisa Stasi and her four month old daughter Tiffany at a woman's shelter. What was he doing there? City. He said to Lisa, I'll give you a job and an apartment and creche for the baby. And um, you just sign these sheets of blank stationery. Don't have no problems. Just sign those. No props, no props. Uh, if anyone asks you to do this, friends, don't do this. Never do, that. do this. But hang on a sec. Okay, well, we I think we know where this is. I don't even think you know where this one's headed. Okay, look, basically, Lisa never heard from again. Baby? Well, a few days later, no, a few weeks later, sorry, Jer's brother and his wife, didn't they adopt, adopt a baby? Yes. They'd been struggling to conceive. Um, is this Jer's misguided charitable... Well, Jer got Nature. in touch and was like, there is a, I know of a baby, which is unusual. I know of a baby. Um, its mother sadly died. Uh, and if you just give me 5,500 <laughs> in le- quote unquote legal fees, you can have this baby. And Don and Helen, Don and Helen were like... Delighted. Amazing. So we've got a baby now and this is the baby. They called her Heather and they said they got like authentic adoption papers. There was a signature of a judge and two lawyers on them and they were um, ecstatic because they had a little baby. So the signed papers. Everything seemed legit. Were they part of this? Adoption, do you reckon? 
the blank stationery. Could, could this have been the well, yeah, to the mother? I I don't think so because when he told the his brother and sister in law, like he said, the mother was dead. So I I actually don't know. Bizarre, but um, yeah. So Heather was discovered to be this missing woman's daughter in two th- the year 2000. And what wow. year was she adopted by them? She was adopted in uh, 86. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, it's a wild ride. <sighs> like there are pictures of Heather, aka Tiffany, as a baby with Jer. <gasps> and like, it's literally, you're looking at a picture of like a, mo- a baby that's about four months old. So it's only months after he's disappeared her mother and robbed her. And he's like bouncing her on his knee at a family gathering, oh, smiling away and crazed, just crazed. I read Heather's story on a site called That's Life. And I don't think that is life in an average way. Is it like, That's a Life with like, an exclamation? Yeah, <laughs> it's like chat. Yeah, that's life. That's life. All our stories, just life. And what does Heather, what are her feet? I guess we need to hear about what Jer went on I mean well Jer went on to more more embezzling activities and disappearing he was now big into disappearing women and so the next year uh, a woman called Catherine Clampett left her child with her parents in Wichita in Texas and moved to Kansas and she was hired by Jer and he said you're going to travel. I'm going to get you all new clothes. And she was never seen again. What then, on earth? Right? How are these not... Tr- so, like, people keeping, like, your people, employees though. are disappearing. disappearing. But he is, like, making up fake businesses. He's doing fake names. He's just on a, like... He's just been on a permanent lying spree since he was about seven, I'd say. Uh, I don't know how he's keeping track of it all. What the fuck is he doing with them? And he's obviously killing them. Well, so then, right, in 1987, finally put in jail for something. Multiple fraud convictions. And um, he got out in 93, but immediately, Missouri and other states were like, we'll We'll have have you as well, because he convicted fraud in that state and parole violations. So like he's finally getting some prison time, but not not put off remotely. He was released in the early 90s. While he was in that um, Missouri prison, he met Beverly Bonner. Who the fuck is Beverly Bonner? She's a (laughs) 49 year old. She was the librarian in the prison. And he charmed her. Charmed I have to get her. a look at this guy. What's his actual name? He was described Jer- by Vanity Fair as a fleshy man. Fleshy. Fleshy. Um, hell does I'd that say, mean? I think he's kind of, you know. Jonathan? Jer- John. John Edward Robinson. Robertson. Robinson. Robinson. Forgettable name. Unbelievably forgettable. I prefer him as Jer anyway. I have to say visually also. Forgettable. Unbelievably yeah, forgettable. Kind of forgettable. Fair, so generic. Unbelievably forgettable. <laughs> so anyway, do you know, she was married to the prison doctor. So they were like a power couple of the prison. Yeah. And then next thing, she leaves her husband and moves to Kansas after Jer's released, follows him to, back to Canvas, goes to work for him. 
He makes her CEO of the hydroponics business that apparently is still going strong. <laughs> strong. Um, and uh, yeah, he puts her down as CEO definitely in, in, because of like all the embezzling, blah, blah, blah. And uh, sure, Jesus. Oh, fuck off. WhatsApp call. Um, who calls? I hate WhatsApp calls. It's such a There's weird so many ways to call. Someone yeah, called me through calls. Instagram recently. Yeah. Which That's I think is right. now possible. I think it was a, like a bottom call, but I was a like, bottom. how is this? <laughs> one <laughs> of my many bottoms. Jeez. Bottom is one of my least preferred uh, words for it. Don't like a bottom. Anyway, okay. Um, so, yeah, Bonner. So someone's going to look for Bonner. To, no, no. No. Moved, what? left how? her husband, moved to Kansas became a C-level executive of the hydroponics of business. Nothing. Never heard from again. Why would she trust a man who was she in met prison him in for prison. fraud? Met him there. She had thirst very for charming. change. She if said, she could just turn you know, to... I like she's, a fleshy man. The access she has, she could just turn to any of her colleagues, her husband, and say, what has he done, by the way? And they would have said, lied about everything. everything forever. Fraud. Since These always. businesses are fake. And she's like, and she's I like, can turn that fake business around. She's like, do you know that he got a kiss off Judy Garland in 1959? I hear, I heard that. The charm. Of all the things you could be in prison for, though, uh, fraud and embezzlement are the le- sexy at least ones. Yes. They White are. collar. Yeah. White collar. Least classy. bad. Quite classy. Or little did she know there was other shit going on. Exactly. And then, so after she was never heard from again, her alimony checks from the, ha- the ex-husband We're doctor being continue to be cashed in a Kansas post box. Post office. He's a fucking idiot, isn't he? He's a fucking... Do you know what he is? Ignorant courage. Yeah. Um, He'd never been really punished. So he was catch- cashing those checks for years. And yeah. nobody was having her mother forward them. Um, that's she when... like, can I talk to her for a second? Jer found the internet. Oh my God. And wasn't that an exciting time? Oh yes. He's still married to Nancy Joe, by the way. Oh. And also has now just started randomly propositioning their neighbor's wives, getting into the odd fisticuffs. He has no... He's out of control. He's out of control. He's, he's no shits to give. No. Doesn't give a shite about anything. Um, so he set up a handle on the social networking sites of the time, and it is 1995, so fucking hell, who knows? Uh, probably that all Messenger. black with kind of bright green text yes. on it. Um, Jen might recall, Cassie, probably not. In the old chat no. room. Anyway, he was at Slave Master, uh, looking oh, for women who enjoyed the submissive partner role during BDSM sex. Mm-hmm. Um, early correspondent, Sheila Faith, she's 45. Her daughter, Debbie, um, was a wheelchair user due to spina bifida. Um, Where Jer are you going with this? portrayed himself as a wealthy businessman Help and because Jer can never resist, he also said he was a philanthropist. Um, he offered to pay Debbie's medical expenses and give Sheila a job because genuinely there is no low Jer won't stoop to. Uh, in... 1995, the mother and daughter moved to Cal- moved from California to Kansas City, where Jer lives. Never seen from him again. Either of them. Never, ever. How and ever. 
Faith's pension checks cashed for the next seven years. Jesus Christ. Nobody realised? Nobody is realising anything. You it's do. Crazy. You would think there'd be a bit of cross-reference with death and checks. <sighs> like... Or just like, oh yeah, we're moving to Kansas City to have uh, Deb's medical expenses paid for by this businessman philanthropist. He's a philanthropist, don't you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll ring you. Yeah. And then Nothing. never again. I, this is absolutely bizarre. Now, he was making a name for himself in the popular BDSM online chat community. Uh, in 1999, he offered a job... And a bonded relationship to a woman called Isabella Lewinka, a 21-year-old uh, Polish woman. Um, she was living in Indiana. She moved to Kansas City to be near him. He, he to was do the job. still married to Nancy, guys. He gave, um, he gave her an engagement ring, uh, brought her to the county registrar and paid for a marriage license. But it's not clear really whether they were married, though she told her parents she had gotten married, never told them the name of her husband. Interesting. They were back in Poland. Um, she signed a 115-item slave contract that gave Robinson almost total control over every aspect of her life, including her bank accounts. Oh. Now, I mean, I don't know if a slave contract, like, is holds water I imagine no but anyway it was on paper and he was she'd, there she'd voluntarily handed over this control to him sometime later disappeared a trace yes where um, are the bodies at the same time well now isn't this interesting so um, around the time that uh, Luica disappeared um, he met Suzette and she moved, right? She was in Michigan, moved to Kansas. Like, women are moving from all... I don't know how bad the 90s were in terms of available men in America, but women were moving from what? all over the country what to be got? near... The promise of a job has sure. to have a lot to do with this. Mm, this was, again, a sex slave job. Ah. Yeah. Um, Suzette's disappeared, obviously. <laughs> Suzette disappeared God damn it There are so many people missing now. There is so many I've lost count But I do know that he was like It was an eight in the end But we've lo we've lost a lot of people now Along yeah. the way um, And he's definitely moved away From all the shell businesses Because he's just cashing alimony And pensions Fucking Everywhere. all day long Delighted with life And he's got his slaves And Nancy And Chris and Chris And the other two kids That had slightly different names <laughs> Christoph. I'm just I'm, I'm like deep in photographs of him just yeah. baffling I'm onto his wife now I know so um, he had there's that photograph of the baby bouncing on his oh yeah it's freaky isn't it um, so he had a conversation with Suzette's mum sometime after she'd gone missing Oops. and she was like I'm very nervous Susie always calls me and Jerry's like oh well from what I understand uh, she's gone off um with her fella on a boat somewhere and she's uh, she's kind of hard to call so the mother's under the impression that he's just her employer and that she's gone off on a boat trip with some lad and she, the mum's like I'm getting really 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 nervous about this I think I should call the police or something Jer why? well because I haven't heard from her and that's not Jer cuts in honey 
She's a big girl. Later in the phone call, the mother asks Jer again whether she should tell someone that her daughter's disappeared. And Jer's like, "Han, I wouldn't. You know, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm sure that when, when they hit the next place, they'll, uh, they'll send you a card or call you or email or something. Days later, several typed letters <laughs> appeared. However, despite the fact that the letters were claiming the couple was abroad, all the letters uh, just bore Kansas City postmarks. So he's like, it's not even Only really smart trying. to a point, really, Jerry. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's lazy. just like lazy. It's just getting lazy. Um, anyway, uh, also, in one of the letters, um, quote unquote, Suzette uh, misspelled her own dog's name. So oh. that doesn't look great. Um, then, um, like, Jer kind of like turned the tables a bit on the mother and got onto the mother and was like, she's after stealing money from me and running off. So that was kind of an almost go on the offensive. Yes. Uh, But yeah, he was getting really, really fucking careless. And um, he, people now around the place, like the authorities were starting to kind of like notice him because he kept being the employer of all these missing women. Exactly. And now, just like fucking many serial killers before them, the thing that finally got him was laughably stupid. And a woman went to the authorities uh, and accused him of stealing $500 worth of her sex toys. And the police were like, we better go raid his property. And they got to the farm where he was living and they came upon two large 85 pound chemical drums. Oh. And inside those drums, oh dear, were two women. Jesus. And there is an article on the internet Dissolving that's away. called Graphic Pictures of John Edward Robinson's Farm. And then there's another in brackets graphic images warning. Don't be me, friends. Sophie. What did you see? Oh, I didn't. Just I bits s- and bobs. No. Because <gasps> you know the way it's always bits and bobs. Yeah. Like that's what I go in. I'm like, I know it's, it's just bits and bobs. No one's it's got eyes. There'll be like a leg sticking out from behind a bed somewhere and there'll be blood on the walls. Yeah. No. This is... Heed the graphic imagery warning, friends. How did he kill them? Oh, all of them blunt force trauma to the head. Okay. Whacked them with hammers. So he was interested in their bodies. Dead ones. Blunt... Uh, Presumably. Well, he just, no, he's just putting them there. Again, like, again, I think the laziness, you know. No, as in, like. Oh, oh he was interested in. in no, um, sorry, kind of like gore digging now, but. You want to see them? N- no. no. You sure? Well. No. no. Not now. Because, like, no. I was telling Seb now, Seb and I went to Hang Dye for dinner last night, and we ordered all pork. <gasps> pork dumplings to start. Pork char suey for main course. Ah, yeah, we did actually have the chicken kung pao. Actually, it was really good. And then we ordered pork with uh, greens. But um, it was Pork Fest 2021. And it it reminded you of what you had seen. It reminded me to tell Seb about this horrific story. And Seb nearly lost his pork. Oh, 
Okay, yeah. It was like that. Did you ever go to the Bodies Expo? Yes. That, that it's a bit much, like that. Bacon. Bit much. Yeah, I don't like Lots all of the bacon. skin. Lots just of like bacon. Not, yeah, no it's skin the way on these they, things. It's the way they slice it really thin. That's like, right. you want to see it. Or like, just flash flailing. one around you. Oh, I'll flash okay, one go around. because I'm going to think just of it. See, yeah, exactly. And like, sure, this is now better for the listener to hear a reaction and that'll put, that'll put you that to off bed. searching for the graphic images. Um, oh God, so he was just living on a farm. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention where I looked at this uh, article with the graphic images. Sure, wasn't I at Paw Patrol? Were you? Yeah, last uh, weekend with right. my kids Watching... and I was doing my homework. And um, I, it's quite lucky now that with social distancing, they don't um, populate the row directly behind you. I see. So nobody could see. There'd be lots of white I was listing, looking thinking. at this. I'm just going to let it load fully. Oh, it's very pork crackling. Uh, wow. I'm not going to try and just... It's the no. back. It's back and ass. It's the back and arm, I think. Oh, that's enough. It's fucking bad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why is that so bad? It's so wrong. It's just I so present. hands up there. God, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. No, so present. It's just very... Decomp, I'd say, is massively slowed down when you're in a... A barrel. This is real bad. Oh no! Do I think it's see the other surely it's sped up through the. See, see no, definitely not. Sure. So I'm no, kind of bad. seeing it on my. Oh, I know. I, I think mean. it's the pillowcases the most. Yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none for me. That's, That's too much. No, Jesus, it's a lot, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Okay, nobody do that. You really don't do that. <laughs> um. So, <sighs> give me butter poo any I'm day. I'm fucking sweating just getting those up. My fucking search so history that is piece ruined. Of piece of shit. Was just and every time I hear Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, be there on the double. So he's there. Is his family living on this farm? Is this happening with witnesses? They're around the place now. His kids are in their late teens at this point, okay. early 20s. Good I mean, God. not that like, I mean, you don't like leave, divorce your parents once you pass 18, but I'm sure they wanted to. And um, the next day also knew now that he had a storage unit over in Missouri, his old mm. fave place. And... Uh, Sure, didn't they go and have a look there? And there was um, a few more uh, ah, yes. drums over there. Three identical ones in the storage unit. So they recovered five of the, eight. of the eight. They never discovered the whereabouts of the final three. He said he would tell. He got them all geared up for hearing about it. And then he um, just refused. It's like the last thing that he has got control over. But there are other people. Um, so in 2005, Nancy finally files for divorce. Jesus. Oh my God. After 41 years of marriage, she cites incompatib- incompatibility and irreconcilable differences. They're as her reason for divorce. I would say they're fairly, yeah. And they, that is the is story it. of Jer. I've got it out of me. I got it out of me during Pork Fest 2021, but okay, I, there were still residuals. And do you know what the residuals were? Seb wouldn't look at the pictures. Oh, okay. But I so got the pictures out of yeah. me onto you guys. I appreciate so that. So thank you. And I've got indigestion. Yeah, something is. Something it's, is oh, it's yeah, it's settling in there for me now. Yeah. Well, like thank you. Unshed tears. Nothing for me today, Cassie, Sophie. It's been a pleasure. Listener, has it? It's been, has it? It's been an episode. We'll, we'll I'm eating the, a dry cracker to we'll settle We'll see you on stomach. the other side. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.